Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and you want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place. A space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Danica and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome. Hey y'all, so welcome back. We are officially on our fourth episode and we are so happy to have you all joining us. Um, so, you know, we're going to get right into it. And so we start with a random scenario and uh, the random scenario for today. Let me think. Okay. All right. Um, so Myra, let's say that you were friends with a person for five years uh-huh. and you became a friend with a mutual friend of hers or not a mutual friend you became friends with someone that she brought around Ooh, okay and you found out that she's been talking about you for the last three months in a negative way so she's been saying you think you are that you know you uh you have an addictive personality like all this bad stuff right Uh and so you found out through this friend of hers that y'all now are closer it's only been you know three months though um that she's been talking about you what are your next steps to this relationship with this friend well (laughs) that's awkward because you don't want to put the mutual friend in between because they're gonna feel like Oh God, what did I just do? Like I just messed up this friendship possibly. I don't want to be involved in this. Or they could be that friend that's just like, Well, I told you and they were doing it, so whatever. Um, but for me, I feel like I would just approach their friend and just be like, Hey, like is everything good with our friendship? And they're probably like, Yeah, girl, like laughing it off and stuff. And I'd be like, Nah, I just feel like the vibe is off. And they probably gonna still be like, Yeah, no, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. But I'm gonna just be like, I heard you was talking about me. And it's probably gonna be like, from who? And I'm gonna be like, it doesn't matter from who. And then I will go from there and just be like, you know, I uphold the same standards for you that I would have that I would have for myself in regards to this friendship. And so for you to be talking about me, and I thought we were friends, I would never do that to you. So why do that to me? And that's when I would kind of cut them off. Um mm-hmm. I try to give people chances, so maybe I would try to give them a chance, but I think it would probably have to be, like, how the conversation went that will make me decide if we're going to continue the friendship or not, because they could fake it off and be like, I never said that, blah, 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 and it would just be like, well, why was Peggy Sue making up this story about you then? (laughs) Peggy Sue ain't got to do that. So I think I would talk to the person, but at the same time, keep in the back of my head, like, this person, when you're not around, they talk about you, and they probably doing the same thing to X, Y, and Z person, too. And I would tell my friend that, too. Like, keep in mind that while they're talking about me, they're probably talking about you when you ain't there. So. 
That is true. That is a hard one, but let me get the follow-up question for this. So let's say you talk to them and a conversation goes well. How long does it, do you think that it'll take you to move past that situation? I honestly couldn't give you a timeline of how long that would take just because I feel like every situation is different and I feel like every friendship is different. So it might be a friendship where she might have been talking shit and it might have been because she was having a rough time or it could just be that she just messy and she just be talking shit. So I feel like you know how your friends are and if you know you have a friend that just be talking shit, then of course you probably gonna take longer to get over because you probably gonna be like, Hmm, I wonder when I leave their house, they're going to call Peggy Sue again and be talking about me, right? But if you have a friend which is like, okay, she was going through some stuff, she probably just had some shit flying out her mouth, that would look a little bit different, where it might be like, okay, I'm going to give you some time, because it seems like you still got a little shit flying out your mouth, but hmm. I'm going to give you some time. Okay. It's all based off the friendship, I feel like, because you know your friends, and you know, I feel like sometimes... Like, we've heard that a friend was talking about us, and we kind of just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see them doing that. Yep. I can see them even saying that. So, yeah. Right. But then yeah, there's a friend. Tried. What'd you say? I said that's why I tried to stay away from the mutual friend, because a lot of times we all friends. We all be talking about each other, but usually we know the thing that's already being said about us, because yeah. our friends have said it to us. Yeah. Oftentimes when like me and my friends talk about a mutual friend, we be like at the end we'll say it to her face too. And then we do say it to the person's <laughs> face or even the guy's face. Like straight up. Like, right. yeah, I said that about you because you know what you did was not cute. Or you know you shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. That part. Talk shit about my friend, honestly. Like, I'm gonna tell you to your face. <laughs> Cause it ain't that really shit talking about telling you to your face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Basically, y'all, we step side friends. But um, <laughs> so, really, I wanted to ask her this this question, the follow up question of like, how long does it take to? How long does it does she think it'll take her to move forward? Because something that's really been popping out in my life and a lot of people's life, I know, is this condition. Um, that we we heal or we get over things in a certain amount of time and so initially i'm gonna tell you the backstory of this amazon prime healing word um, so i was speaking with a friend who he had said that another friend of his they had got into some type of disagreement or something had happened with them and basically she told this man that she needed 30 to 45 days to get over it and then she'll you know talk to him mm. um and so <laughs> when that when he told me that i was like what 30 to 45 days like who comes up with this and to put me on a a month a month and a week kind of uh like block or kind of you know like where you just not gonna talk to me what what kind what kind of healing is that and what kind of friendship is that and so um, as I was talking to him, I was like, uh, like Amazon Prime, you know, you think you were supposed to get something in two to three days because that's what you ordered. And he was like, Amazon Prime healing. And I said, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Amazon Prime healing. And so, yeah, it just makes me think, and I want to hear Myra's thoughts on this, about how we kind of live in this like Amazon Prime healing generation kind of. Mm -hmm. So what you think? I think that's definitely true because I think about like some of the relationships I have with people and um, like some of the friendships that I have and how 
I'll see some of them interact and be like, they'll have like a big blow up or something like that. And they'll be like, oh, if you give me, I just need like a week before I even talk to you. I even had one friend that was just like, I'm gonna need like a few months before I talk to X, Y, and Z person again. And in my head, I'm just like, okay. But um, I think I told you about this, how if you want to have effective communication, one of the things that you want to do is you have those hard conversations and you follow up with arguments within 24 hours. And they say like, if you don't do that, that's considered unhealthy communication. And I kind of agree with that. Like I understand sometimes people need the space, but if it's going on longer than 24 hours, it makes me question like, how important even is this relationship? I know like for me with my boyfriend, like when we get into arguments and things like that, he'll push me to talk. And I'm that person who's just like, I don't want to talk right now. But I try to make sure that we talk within the 24 hours. And I feel like that is effective versus me holding it in. And then I'm like, I'm not going to talk to him for a while about it. But I still got to see this man. And mm-hmm. then he does something to trigger me. And I'm just like, ah, like going off on him, which like it makes no sense because if I would have talked about that in the beginning, it wouldn't have lingered on. And then when you hold on to stuff, you linger on even in friendships, something will come up. You just be pissed off. Like, yeah, I remember why I'm mad now. Because honestly, you get mad at somebody, you don't even remember when time passes by. So I don't think that should do. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you say you still remember? I was- Yes, I remember every detail. Yes, I am. Why? Because details matter to me. That is who it matters. And I've I've did a lot of done a lot of work, but I'm most definitely a person that can hold a grudge. Uh, I do not forget what you say or what you do. Uh, But (laughs) going back, remembers like everything when somebody does something to you. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> because everything usually someone does to me impacts me in some way. So and whether, you know, it made me feel some type of way, if it did nothing, even if it made me happy, I'm going to remember it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm one of those people where, like, somebody might do something to piss me off. And I have, like, and it took me a while to get here, but I have this, like, thought process where it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, sometimes people are not going to apologize to you or say sorry. So like you basically got to apologize for them in your head. So I'd be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they said sorry. So now I'm about to kick rocks and move on. Like I'm going to remember like they did something, but oftentimes I don't know what exactly they did. And then I might see that person again and just be like, Hey, or I might act like they don't exist, but I'm not going to hold on to you. I remember X, Y, and Z did such and such to me. I don't care. Uh, You want that face? Because, I mean, I think that's great. I think that's great, but no. it's Well, I won't say it's necessarily that I care, but it's yeah. just that I, I remember, you know? So yeah. I, I can move forward with somebody, but it's just, you know, I don't think just because you're moving forward or if you are trying to uh, heal from something, that means you forget, though. Definitely. Um, but I don't want to, like, skip over what you said about this 24 hours check-in thing because I think that's a a interesting point of you know 30 to 45 days of not speaking to somebody but if something's happening to check in every 24 hours I've never heard that actually um and so I think it makes a great point and I think even if it's not every 24 hours where you have to like talk about the situation just like little brief check-ins you know like just to show that person that you are still present Cause I know for me, if you don't talk to me for 30, 45 days, 
you're not in my life no more. <laughs> um, if we haven't had, you know, even like, cause some friends you don't talk to every, you know, maybe every month, but it is some type of interaction, whether it's on social media, you liking my picture, you commenting, it's something going on, sending me a funny meme. It's not just, we're not talking. Right. for 45 days and usually if we not you're not like a close friend you're more of an acquaintance mm -hmm. so like I, I think that our relationships and friendships like they have to be consistent even when we going through things um and I don't know I think the time the timeline for healing it can be helpful but I think it can also be detrimental because it just forces us to to feel like we have to heal within this certain time frame because what happens if you give yourself say oh i'm gonna be over this in two weeks and then two weeks you not right Does that mean you force right. yourself to mm -hmm. um let me explain the 24 hour thing real quick so it's not a check-in every 24 hours what it looks like is let's say me and you got into an argument instead of us um like keep it on going with the argument instead it would look something like okay remember how we learned about the 24-hour check-in okay, so we're going to have a break from each other. And in 24 hours, we'll come back and have a conversation. And the, after the 24 hours, you're meant to have a meaningful conversation. And then it should go on from there. Of course, it's not going to be perfect and things are going to come up and you're probably going to have to need to have another discussion, but it's supposed to be a time where you cool down, like a cooling down period. Mm -hmm. And then you come back together and have the conversation. But I like what you said about, um, like setting deadlines on healing, because it just makes me think about, when you're really working towards something, you have a goal and you can't really put a timeline on all goals, especially when it comes to healing, or at least that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're trying to work through something, your focus should never be, I want to work through this and be done with it in two months. Your focus should be, I want to work through this and be the best me possible. And to be the best me possible, that could take your whole life. Not trying to say you're going to struggle your whole life, X, Y, and Z your whole life, but something could really impact you like um a relationship like something might happen in a relationship let's say like you have like a breakup and it might take you years to get over that breakup and that's fine but your focus should be healing myself after this breakup and moving forward and seeing what that looks like and then maybe through that healing process let's say it took you three years and then you go into a new relationship you break up again you can take some of those things, some of those things that you learn. It might take you another few years to get over that relationship. It might take you three days. It might take you three months. But mm -hmm. the whole point is for you to learn something to carry on with you and to not set deadlines on yourself because you have a whole life to live. Like, why even live like that? Like, I need to be healed in thirty-five days. Right. That, that does. It does. It does. And I think that I think that a lot of times we think of healing as like a fixed aspect, like. Heal means done. It means over it, complete. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think healing means that. I think healing is is like a spectrum where it, you know, it you it's different phases of your life where you can be, you know, you move forward from things quicker. But then there's certain things, like you said, you might it might be a three year relationship and you might get over it maybe three days. Uh, <laughs> but then it <laughs> might take you three years for another one. So. And I think we're healing for, like, life is all about healing. Like, think about the small little things that have happened uh, to you, even in your childhood, that sometimes comes back up. You know, whether you're 26 or whether you're 67 or something. I've talked to my grandmother about certain things in their childhood that they're still continuously healing from because you're learning different things about yourself every year. Every chapter you go into is new things kind of forming 
So you can't even heal on another level till you get to the next level, if that makes sense. Right. And I think that brings up a point where if you think about like childhood trauma and how that translate, translates into being an adult, because I used to have this idea, like all those things I went through as a child, I'm not a child anymore. I'm an adult. So like, mm. for example, um, I don't know, what would be a good example? Something my boyfriend told me it kind of pissed me off. So when I was a child, my mom was always sick. So something she wasn't able to teach me, something she was. And one of the things I never learned was how to fold clothes correctly, right? And you would think this is something small. How to what? How to fold clothes correctly. Like, I cannot oh. fold clothes. So mm -hmm. my boyfriend made a joke, and he was just like, damn, you can't fold your clothes. And I went off. And he was just like, are you good? Like, what's going on? And I was just like, I had to tell him, like, you kind of just triggered me. And he was mm -hmm. like, well, like, I don't get it. And I was just like, was my mom being sick for so long? That's something she never had the chance to teach me. And now you just triggered me and activated me. And you would think that this is something I'd be over, right? Because I was a little kid, like, I'm 25 now. But no, that's something that I'm still working past. And like, that's something that he noticed. And he's like, oh, you definitely need to work on that. So like healing from some of the things I wasn't able to learn or experience as a child, although I'm an adult, and these are things that happened 15 years ago. Hmm. I'm not expecting for myself to be like, oh, in 45 days or by the time I have kids, this needs to be worked through because what happens when I have kids and they might say something to me, like similar to what he said, and then, oh, I'm triggered again. Just learning along in the process, like these are things I'm picking up that help me to work on my healing. I might go back, make, take a step back, I hope to keep moving forward, but keep that in mind, like, it ain't gonna happen in five days, because it didn't happen in 15 years, so. <laughs> wow, no, most definitely, that's deep, that's so deep, but right. it's true, and it's, it's our daily lives, um, but I kind of want to go into, why do you think that we, where do we get these deadlines from, like, where do we learn that, you know, you can get, like, well, let me give you an example, so, like I said, this Amazon Prime healing stuff has been all in my life. So I'll talk to somebody and uh, one of my colleagues recently, uh, she was talking about her dating this guy and she had been dating him maybe for like 12 months or a year. <laughs> Let me not uh, be like those parents. Uh, so she had been dating him for a year, right? So, uh, and she has said, you know, I'm over him. All I need is two weeks. All I need is two weeks to get over him. And I was like, what? How do you how do you know that like what where'd you get two weeks from she was like I already know it always takes me two weeks to get over anybody and I was like well how do you know if you're really over him she was like because I'm not expecting their calls no more I don't care anymore and so I was just like interesting like well where like where do where do you think we get these strict timelines like two weeks and uh, a month and 30 to 45 days where do you think we even get that from um I think that we get them from ourselves, like from each other. Because uh -huh. oftentimes, like, let's say, for example, like my mom told me, or I heard my mom on the phone, or she had like a blowing up with her friend, and she was kind of like, I'm not talking to you for a minute. Because I, I, I actually have heard my mom say this. Like, I'm not talking to you for a minute. I need like a week to not talk to you. Dang, my mom's Amazon Prime healing. Ooh. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, say, for example, I heard that from my mom. I might take that and do that with other people. And I also feel like, Thankfully, now the word healing is being more so used and we're starting to learn about it. But I feel like we don't really know what healing means. 
we don't really know what it looks like and we don't really know how it happens and if we don't have that knowledge then we're expecting for these miracles to happen I mean think about people who go to therapy and just like I want to be healed and we're just yep. like therapists we're just like I can't provide that I mean I am a healer I identify as a healer not all therapists mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. but I tell my clients I identify myself as a healer but I don't have a magic wand in my bag so mm-hmm. this is a process we're gonna have to walk together hand in hand so I feel like we just don't really know what healing really is and we're taking examples that we've seen from other people um and that we've seen from social media we just make stuff up as we go <laughs> what do you think Ain't that long. yeah I think it's the same like you said you hear other people or you might see somebody and think they've been in a relationship say if somebody put oh they're single and you've been seeing a whole bunch of pictures of them in a relationship and now they in Cabo and it looks like they over it and it's been two weeks then you might assume that it took them two weeks to get over that relationship when really you don't know that person's life uh but I also think it has something to do with like um like we live in a society where deadlines and expectations are the end all be all, you know what I'm saying? We go to school all our life where, you know, you get a deadline to do an assignment, you get deadlines for everything pretty much your life. At work, usually you have a deadline. Um, so I think that sometimes we, we might be put in those same like structures on our relationship just because that's like that's how we think of something that's being done or something that's being fixed and finished just to put a deadline on it but it's like I don't know if that I don't I don't know if if that's if that's not smart I don't know if that's if that's good for our healing but I don't even know if it's good for our regular lives to be honest (laughs) but that's another story but I think that's where we get it from I think that just like I said, the deadlines and expectations of of having something done in, in life. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that having people in your life that are so that are so pushy on Amazon Prime Healing are toxic? It like, can be because like I said, if you're a person and I have, I have had people tell me that, you know, as a as as a person who who understands giving people their space and people having that people have that self agency to be able to say they don't want to be around someone or they need that time. I agree with that, but I think it becomes detrimental to other folks and yourself when you give these stringent timelines. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't like to be, I don't like the feeling of being put on, um, on a timeline like, no, I'm not on hold. I pause for anybody. That's not how I want to feel. It don't make me feel good. So, and if one of my friends does that, um, then it makes me question that friendship, you know? Definitely. I definitely agree with that. That would have me having all types of question marks just because, like, how could it go from, let's say it's like a friend that you talk to all the time and then some little blow up happens and they're just like, I'm not talking to you for a week. It makes you wonder like, so are you gonna miss me during this time? Like, did the friendship really even mean anything? Cause just for me, I think about like my best friends who like I talk to so much. If I were to get into an argument with them, I think that I will be heartbroken if I told them I can't talk to you for a week. Cause then I'm just like, who am I gonna talk to? In replace of this person, your friends, if you really love them, they're irreplaceable people. And if they really serve a purpose in your life, then they should be irreplaceable people. 
So who's going to stand in a spot for that week that you cut them off? Like, how's that going to work out? And that's why it's so hard because I do feel like the people, maybe maybe that time they don't want anybody else to. Maybe they need that space mm-hmm. to themselves to whatever they're going through. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's why I mean, like, I kind of understand people needing some space to themselves, but without those check-ins like you brought up mm-hmm. and stuff like that, Nice. that's what'll make me feel like you're saying you know what i'm saying like well what the heck like so now because you're going through whatever you're going through that means that i just don't get a friend right uh you know or i just have to be in the dark on something right. uh versus like you said at least having those check-ins like mm-hmm. I, I most definitely want to value my friend's space and you know maybe you having a rough time and you need that week and you don't even need to supplement it with another friend or whatever. You might literally just be by yourself, and that's how you do. But communicate with me. Because yeah. that makes me think about, like, sometimes I've, like, given friends a break and not told them. So they'll think, like, oh, like, Myra, she's busy. Like, all my friends know me as, like, the busy friend. I ain't, I am not that busy. Like, I don't know where they get that from. No, it's that I don't want to talk to you for a little bit because I need the space. <laughs> and so, like, it's not that I'm giving them, like, oh, I need five to ten days to not talk to you. But it's more so, like, you know what? I need a breather from you, from this friendship. So I'm just not going to reply to you for a little bit. And it's not going to be, like, oh, we're in the middle of a conversation. I stop replying. But it's going to be, like, if we talk all day, every day, if the conversation dies out, you might not hear from me a little bit. Cause I just need some time to reset the friendship and think like, cause lately I've been doing a lot of thinking about like, what do I value in friends and do the friendships that I have, are they friendships I need to hold on to? And some of the friendships I've been like, yeah, nah, that's probably not going to work. Or yeah, that's a friendship I definitely want to have forever. Just because I do agree with people are in your life for seasons mm-hmm. and reasons. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you feel like people have served their seasons, sometimes it's time to let that go. Yeah, I think that a lot a lot of people I know right now are in that phase, including myself, of just like figuring out friendships and relationships in your life of what they're supposed to mean. And, you know, if if they are season, uh, reason or lifetime. Um, um, but yeah, I think I think as black women in particular, um, you know, we get to have that time to ourselves. And a lot of times we're taught that we can't. We have to be this strong black woman that, you know, has to be there for everybody and um, all those things. But you get that time to yourself, like you said, to recoup or whatever it is. But you also get to heal. (laughs) You get to heal without without timelines and deadlines on yourself. And sometimes that break is even, like, meaningful because that can even help you. Because you might be friends with somebody who you feel like is weighing you down and then you have that time to think about it. And although you don't need to notify them, just give them like that little bit of space or give yourself that space. And then from there, really think like, is this friendship hurting me? Is it harming me? Is it blocking me from something? And if it is, then that might be the time to be like, okay, this is time for me to back up off of this. And that might even promote you to move forward in another area of your life that promotes healing. Just something to think about. Yeah. So maybe healing in the aspect is not being friends with that person or not being in a relationship with that person. Uh, And even as we, I think we starting to see more now, even removing yourself from family sometimes that has to be done for you to continue on your healing process. So 
Yeah, it doesn't always end with you. On and on about family. <laughs> the whole hour episode. <laughs> yeah, that is it's deep. I think when it comes to family, it becomes a very sensitive subject as far as like healing. Um, and how, you know, can you stop talking to your family? But I agree with these memes and everybody um, who's been talking about it. Like, you can, you can also, um, you know... Uh, get rid of not get rid what's the word you can also remove yourself from those family relationships that you know are harming you now that i'm thinking about it, i feel like in families amazon prime healing is forced because let's say for example your family is big on thanksgiving and christmas and let's say you had a family blow up at the barbecue in july so now you gotta see x y and z person at the thanksgiving dinner of course your family gonna be like y'all better be over that shit by the time thanksgiving come right so you even set that in place your family set it in place because it's like we know we're gonna see each other i want to go to the thanksgiving dinner you want to go to the thanksgiving dinner and if your family is like mine thanksgiving dinner is from 9 a.m to 9 p.m so we there for a whole 12 hours together so we're gonna have to get over what we're going through because we all gonna be in the house it's too cold outside and we got to interact with each other. <laughs> uh, I don't, that's so hard because, like, I don't know, like, the, you write that our family and, like, our functions kind of do put this healing thing on us, but it's sad to say and it sucks to say, but um, one, either you don't have to go or just because <laughs> you go does not mean you have to interact with that person. If you have a hella small family, then I mean it's a little harder to like avoid if it's only like six of y'all um to avoid that person but even if it is on some like basic they're just in the room and you know you're communicating more with the other folks are socializing and that's just what it is and if you have a big family I know like me I, technically I can have a we can have a family function and I literally out of respect I'll say hello but other than that like if you are harmful are toxic to my life then I don't have to speak to you I don't like that and I am one of those family members who be like y'all need to work it out y'all need to talk and I am and that makes me think about what you just said I be forced I force Amazon Prime healing on family members yes because mm-hmm. it's like and you can't escape it what'd you say it's like you can't escape it because your family you're gonna have to see them yeah yeah and you don't want it to be awkward right but after speaking with you right now like I don't want to be like that I don't want to be that family member who thinks that you have to you know be around another family member because I don't think that's true if they really toxic and it's not good for your life and every time you talk whatever blah 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 if that's the case nah don't don't do it don't do it I agree stand your ground I mean I have an uncle who my mom loves him because it's her brother, but most disrespectful person I've ever met. So anytime we have something that he's there, I don't go. If they having a birthday celebration, I don't want to be invited. If his kids are having something, I ask, is he coming? Because I'm more than likely not going to come. Like, I don't care that we're family. I'm not coming. Because I just can't be around that. Because when I see you, I'm going to think about all the things that you did. See, that's one person I actually remember. So when I see you, I'm going to think about all the things that you did and how I don't want to be around you because I know that at any moment you can revert back and do the same things that you've done over and over. And my mom keeps pushing like, oh, 
you need to do this, you need to do that. No, I'm not doing it. So <laughs> there's that. Oh Stand your ground. You have to. It's man, you have to. Yeah, that's hard. Cause then I would think about are you missing like interactions with other family members because of this person? You missing out on birthdays and these kind of monumental moments for your cousins and other family members because of one person. Like, is there any way to work around that? Or like you said, you said, don't invite me if he's going to be there. Is that like everything that's happened? So, yeah. So basically how he is, is he has certain family members where he goes to everything. And then we have like a, like a closer knit part of our family who he doesn't go to anything. So this is my mom's only sibling where they share the same mom and the same dad. Cause all her other siblings, they either have one or the other. Mm-hmm. so luckily like I know whose things he does not go to and they always ask is he coming I'm just like don't ask that <laughs> like why are y'all trying to invite him so yeah I have missed out on some things but I've tried to give him chances and well not chances I've given him one chance when you disrespect my mom you're just x'd out for me I'm gonna just leave it at that so if y'all want to know a little background that's the background but um I have missed out on things and my mom has been sad about it but I'm not gonna say I don't care, but I know that for me to have peace of mind, I'm not gonna go because he's literally one of those people. I don't know if y'all ever like been like this, but he's literally one of those people where I just see them and I'm just like shaking my head, like disappointment. Like don't even speak to me because if you say something to me, I don't know what might fly out my mouth. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather just not be in that type of situation because that's not my character. I don't want to be around anybody that's gonna make me step out of my character. So. I've missed Do you think you're going to be like that for the rest of your life with him? Um, I don't really know because I don't know how he is now as a person because I haven't seen him in, like, years. Besides the fact, I was forced to go to his, like, birthday party, but I, like, stayed inside the house while they were all in the backyard, and I pretended like I was there just hanging out. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it might be just because I don't care to interact with him. And I kind of have taken that stance and my family all has caught on to it. And that's just how it's going to be. But I'll give you all another example. Me and my brother, like we have not gotten along like in forever. But now I'm like, okay, let me give him another chance. Because my mom was like, please just give him a chance. That's your brother. So you forcing it on me. But my brother, what he did was he kind of stepped it up and was like, you know, I want to repair this relationship. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be cool. I want you to know I'm here for you. So. Yeah, so he's been coming around more and like we repaired that relationship. But with my uncle, that's I don't really know. That's like a subject where I'm just like, I don't really know. I've mm-hmm. seen him like treat a lot of people the way he's treated my mom and treated me. So it's just like if you like that with everybody, I don't know how I wanna be around you. But with my brother, like he's been through stuff. So it's like, okay, not giving him a pass, but it's just like you've been through things, so it makes sense. But my uncle is just like, Why be like that? You're evil. <laughs> hey yeah yeah you, you make some great points but oh shout out to your brother for oh, stepping in like you have got to be patient mm-hmm. um so we are grateful that you all let us talk about this topic um as of now our pods are probably going to be around 30 minutes um and so we just want to make sure that we stay on topic and time um myra is there anything else you want to say about this topic before i kind of go into this next segment Nah, but I do want to hear from y'all in our comments and let us know your thoughts on Amazon Prime Healing. 
um, if you feel like it applies to you, if it doesn't apply to you, and just your thoughts around healing in general, and if you feel like there are time constraints on healing, and what that does look like for you, because we're open to hear um, anybody's feedback, and we'll talk about it even on the, um, in the future pods, like, we'll revisit it, and we'll interact with you all in the comments. Anything that we kind of feel is relevant to the topic, and so me and Myra, we lightweight book nerds, um, <laughs> so we like to read, um, but and we're tangible, like, so we like the actual books. But as y'all know, y'all can get audio books or whatever, or if y'all just want to just read a little segment, if you go on Amazon, sometimes you can read like the first little pages, and that sometimes can be cool too. So, the book that I think is super relevant um, is Iyanla Van Zandt. It's called In the Meantime, Finding Yourself and the Love You Want. So, Iyanla, um, as you, if you all know of her, she's been on, like, Oprah. What's the show called? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Iyanla. Fix My Life. What? Yes, Fix My Life. So, she's very famous for just being a, a pretty much a, a healer and a life coach, um, and she's, you know, she's dope. And so in this book, in the meantime, it talks about healing um, and finding yourself in different levels. Um, and so she uses like the metaphor of a house. Um, and so she starts off in like, you're in the basement. In the basement, you really don't understand things about yourself. Um, you just, you're a mess. You're a mess. You're cleaning out stuff. You're a mess. And then she goes on to like the first floors when you kind of like going through the stuff, you're going through your laundry as she uses it. Um, and you really like approaching some of the, the healing, um, the things that are impacting you. And so then she goes to the second floor, you're continuing to, to sort through things. Um, so then you have the third floor that's when you're starting to see like, you know what, oh, oh snap, I'm feeling a little better. I'm under my, I'm understanding myself more. Let the shades in, let the sun in, that's what she uses. And then when you get to the attic, that's supposedly like top level of healing. And like I said, even when you're in this level, you can fall all the way down back to the basement easily by a trigger. But the point is that you know how to build yourself up back to the house because you've been through all of these levels now. Mm -hmm. um, and so this book is super awesome. And I think it's just, it's a great guide into, to just give, being patient with yourself. Like I'm saying, I think Iyanla, she uses herself in several times of where she's gotten to the third floor. And then, like I said, something happened and she fell all the way back to the basement. Um, but just being able to utilize tools to continue healing. All right, nice. So this week, I'm going to share a child discount. Um, I just did it this week, and it's jetpacking. And if you're in San Diego, it's for my San Diego folks. So it's jetpacking, or you can do like a little hoverboard thingy. I don't know what exactly what it's called, but it's like a skateboard, but you're over the water. And you can do two people for 137 which is like dirt cheap because it's usually like that price for one person. And it's really cool. Um, I'm a little sore from doing it, but it's very, very fun. And we'll close off this week's segment with a takeaway, as we promised. Um, and this week's takeaway is just simply to reflect on how you responded to others, meaning um, have you given other people a deadline for um, you guys' healing process together? Um, and what has that looked like? Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Be sure to drop a comment on any of our platforms or even shoot us an email. We will be back next Monday. Make sure to tell a friend and tell a friend. That is it for today's Black Women's Healing Pod.